When we choose love and compassion, we create connection. In my Life and Laughter podcast, we find ways to choose love over fear. I'm your host, Perry Kinder. Hello, everybody. This is Perry, host of the Life and Laughter podcast, as you just heard in my introduction. And I am so grateful that you're here tuning in for another solo episode. So thank you so much. I'm hoping you're enjoying whatever season this is, springish, winterish. I don't know. It's all a blur now. I want to take you back on a little bit of my, my journey to where I am today. So get a drink, sit back, get comfortable. Because in 2016, I decided that I wanted to be a life coach. I actually decided that many, many years earlier, but in 2016, I decided to actually begin to work toward becoming certified as a life coach, whatever that means. So I did some training with the Spencer Institute, which was fascinating. A lot of mind work there. That was really cool. And I found Jen Sincero, who is the, the author of all the badass books, which she's, if you haven't read her books, just turn this off right now, go buy them, read them and come back and listen. Cause she's just, she's amazing. And I did some online workshops with her and learn a lot about you know, how to develop tools and techniques to work with clients. And then I decided to enroll in 2018, 2018, 2018, to enroll in the Martha Beck Wayfinder Life course. And this was a really expensive investment. It was uh, thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. Oh, thinking about it now just gives me hives. But she had a scholarship program that would pay half of the cost. So I had to send in a letter about why I think I deserved, you know, partial money off of my registration. And I submitted that and I was given the scholarship. So I only got, I got the course for half price, which was such a blessing. It was still a lot of money, but it was really cool to have that. You know, part of the training, which took about 18 months to complete, was she holds a workshop in San Luis Obispo in California, beautiful California coast. Oh my gosh, I'd never been there before. We stayed in a beautiful hotel and she was going to be there presenting at the workshop. All of the life coach trainees would come to this hotel in California. We spent a few days there learning and getting to know each other, making connections, becoming better life coaches. And at this point I'd been in the program for about six months, I believe. And I was so excited to be there. I'd been working with some of the women virtually, one from Canada, the, from just from all over the all over the country, all over the world, and I was excited to meet them in person. So, the morning that the conference started, I decided to do a take a walk, which I love to do, especially by the ocean. And so, from the hotel, there were some wooden steps that are like railroad ties that walk down to the beach. And so I walked down those railroad tie steps and found a beautiful place on the ocean. And instead of walking along the ocean, I decided to meditate. And I closed my eyes and it was just, even now thinking about it, it was the most peaceful experience. I just took a deep breath of the ocean air and there was just so much energy there. There was the crashing of the waves and there were seals playing in the water and there were birds everywhere. I couldn't believe how lucky I was to be in that specific location at that very moment in time, getting ready to learn about something that I truly, truly wanted to make a passion in my life, a purpose in my life. So I finished meditating 
I had about a half an hour before the conference started. I was going to go get cleaned up and head down to get some breakfast. And after after meditation, I was just so full of excitement and just, you know, that, that high energy you get where you just feel like you can conquer the world. So I decided, you know, I'm going to run up to the hotel. Yeah, And you all know, you all know that I hate running. So that should have been a warning sign to begin with. But with a burst of enthusiasm, I ran up those wooden steps to the hotel. And about halfway up the stairs, I tripped, which is why I don't run. And I fell face first onto one of those wooden railroad ties. My head just exploded. Not not literally. Don't worry. But it hurts. It hurts so bad. If you've ever been hit with a two by four, I'm picturing that's what it would feel like. I thought for sure my nose was broken. There was blood dripping from my face onto my cracked phone. I was disoriented. I was very dizzy. I stumbled into the hotel lobby. I probably just scared the shit out of the attendant working at the lobby because her face was priceless. And I asked her if she had a Band-Aid. And like I said, I was completely disoriented. And she gave me a handful of Band-Aids and some ibuprofen thinking, I don't think a Band-Aid's going to do it, ma'am. But I fell into the elevator just nodding at the people around me, you know, dripping blood on the floor. Every, I was fine. Everything was fine. People were looking at me like, do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I've got a conference in 20 minutes. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I got to my room. I looked in the mirror and it was not good. It was not fine. The whole side of my face was a swollen, bloody mess. It was scraped raw. I had a bloody nose. I had a fat lip. I mean, the big, like Botox to the extreme fat lip. It was bleeding. I was already, already starting to bruise along my cheek and my forehead. And I had to be at that seminar in less than 20 minutes. My head hurt so bad. I just wanted to lay down and cry and get in the shower and wash all the blood off of me. I felt nauseated. And I thought I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. But I thought, I can't stay in my room. I paid good money to be here. I'm going to this damn conference. So I I tried to arrange my hair and put my makeup on in a way to detract from the active bleeding on my face and the swollenness in my face. And I walked casually into the meeting room and got some breakfast and sat down with my group. They were all just horrified. I, I looked like a cartoon character. It was just traumatizing. I kept saying I was fine. I don't remember much from that first day, understandably, because again, I probably had a concussion. I know Martha Beck and her partner, Ro Mangan, came and talked to us, and I was just, oh, seeing her in person and feeling her energy was just the highlight of that event. She, um, Martha Beck, is magic. She taught us how to do spoon bending, which, well, I say she taught us how. She taught other people how to do it. I couldn't figure out how to do it, because for one thing, I couldn't feel my face anymore because it was so numb. I, I couldn't even fake bending the spoon because it was such a big, thick spoon. I went, and I was so out of it. Anyway, what should have been the pinnacle of my training in a beautiful program was just a bloody, concussioned mess. I didn't want to go out to dinner with friends. My head was killing me. I looked like Quasimodo. I felt like I should walk around yelling, Sanctuary! Sanctuary! So I just ordered takeout, and I stayed in my room. So I tell you that story to tell you this story. Because after that, things seemed to fall into place. I finished my training in the Martha Beck program in the spring of 2020. 
And in June of 2020, I was laid off from my job, like millions of other Americans whose bosses decided, yeah, you're not needed here. Get out. And my first thought was, wow, what, what a way for me to really dive into my life coaching journey. I've been laid off. I have some severance. I'm really going to jump into creating my business, the life and laughter coaching business. So I, I worked on that for a while and it didn't take off like I wanted it to, but I was getting some clients. I was getting some experience. I was working with people. I started my podcast in July of 2021 with a focus on moving through fear, moving toward love. I evolved my life coaching to include laughter workshops and improv workshops. And out of nowhere, a company reached out to me to do virtual laughter workshops for companies around the world. I have no idea how they found me. She just sent me an email. Hey, can you talk to this company? You know, a hundred people virtually and do a laughter yoga workshop. I was like, I absolutely can. And I figured out how to do that. I made it work. I was inspired to apply to give a TED talk about the healing power of laughter. Although the whole experience was just a mental roller coaster. And that's one of my past episodes. If you want to go back and listen to my TED talk episode, Ugh, mind not, not good. Uh, but I thought it would get my message out to more people. So I did the TED talk in February of 2023, a year ago. And I continued to get life coaching clients, not a lot, but I didn't want a ton. I just wanted to help people. I did more laughter workshops and my goal was to build a community where I could host virtual workshops and yoga courses, maybe start a book club, grow my message to help people feel more connected to themselves and to each other. Because the idea that we are disconnected really resonates with me. And to be a connector seems to be a purpose that I have. Things were really flowing well. I was really happy with what I was doing. And I'm always trying to change things up and evolve and take people's feedback and make things better. But a few months ago, I felt like everything stopped. My podcast wasn't growing. I wasn't getting new workshops. Um, I wasn't booking new clients. And it was like the universe hit me in the face with another railroad tie. I felt like I was at a dead end. So I'm thinking, what the hell was that all the past seven years, eight years about? If there's no more forward momentum, you know, what, what happens? If suddenly my purpose isn't my purpose anymore, what, what the hell? What do, I, what do I do now? I was really, really lost. So I got into a cycle of manic manifesting. What is manic manifesting, you ask? Thank you for asking. It's when you double down on everything that you're doing to make sure the universe knows exactly what you want them to do. So manic manifesting can look like buying more crystals, buying bigger crystals, meditating harder, because that, 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 that's a thing, meditating longer, reading more and more spiritual books, doing shadow work, journaling more, trying desperately to connect to angels and guides and spirits. And it just, just nothing was happening. I felt completely stagnant. And after weeks of feeling really blue, really, really discouraged, really, really almost heartbroken, like I had no direction. I have no idea where I go from here. I've wanted to be a life coach for almost 10 years and I've been working hard to do that. And suddenly, is that not right? Is that not the thing I'm supposed to do? So after weeks of moping around the house, I'm sure Tom was just so 
freaking tired of me. I, I reached out to a friend who does energy readings. And that hour with her changed my whole perception on why things are taking so freaking long to happen. She told me that there was nothing else I needed to do right now. There were no trainings. There are no more books I need to read. I don't need to buy more crystals. There are no more spiritual workshops I need to attend. In fact, I needed to stop and wait. She said, this is the time where all that you've worked for is coming together. It's all being percolated and simmered like in a big pot. And it's being guided. And I'm being guided. Even when I feel like I'm going nowhere, there's a purpose to the waiting. And that message really hit home. February 1st and 2nd was a celebration of Imbolc. And Imbolc is a pagan, it's a a Wiccan celebration that goes back thousands of years. It's a celebration of the moment halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So we're six weeks in, we have six more weeks to go. But Imbolc is the time right on the threshold where we're just waiting. But we're not waiting passively because we know that under the soil right now, seeds are starting to wake up. The bulbs you planted in October are beginning to extend roots down into the soil. They're starting to extend the stems up toward the soil, toward the sky. But we don't see any of that right now. All we see is the cold, dreary darkness. We don't see what's happening underneath the soil. And so in the next few weeks, we'll start seeing maybe the ground starts to rise a little bit. Maybe you start seeing green poking through the soil if there's not snow covering everything. So what looks dead and dormant is actually very, very active right now. We just can't see it. And that's the message that this energy reader gave to me, that things are happening right now, and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to manifest. I don't have to manically manifest. I don't have to remind the universe over and over again what I'd like. It's like if your husband goes to the grocery store and you keep calling him, hey, I really want oranges. Don't forget the oranges. And you call him every five minutes. First, he's going to get pissed, although I don't think the universe gets mad at us. Your husband might, but it it defeats the purpose. It makes your energy low, that constant, almost begging for things to happen. We're not good at waiting, but that's where the magic is happening. There is magic in the waiting. Things are percolating right now. The universe did not hit me in the face with a railroad tie. The The universe is telling me to stop and to wait. And I just need to enjoy this waiting period. It might be a month. It might be six months. It might be a year. But once it's over, there will be new ideas and new creations and new pathways that open up. Maybe things I'd never thought about before. Maybe different workshops or programs or ideas for women's groups that have never happened before. 
that I'll start getting little flashes of inspiration, flashes of guidance. But there's nothing I need to do now. And when she said that to me, I felt like someone lifted a weight off my shoulders. I could take a deep breath and I could let the idea go that I'm not worth anything, that everything I have learned is for naught because it's not true. Even if my path takes me in a completely different direction, everything I've learned to this point only adds value to what comes next. So I listened to her. I still do my morning meditation. I still do my morning journaling and my yoga practice because it keeps me grounded. But now I'm not looking for a sign. I'm not demanding that my spirit guides show me that they're there, that they're even listening. Like, can you send me something so I know you're there? They're there. They don't, they don't need to keep sending me whatever I think I need. They're there. I'm not looking for an answer anymore. I'm not even looking for the next best thing, which is crazy for me because I'm always looking for what comes next. What can I do next? How can I tie this into something new? I'm just letting everything settle and simmer. So it's like I said, it's not like I'm being hit in the head with a railroad tie, told to stop, that you've done it wrong, you're in the wrong direction. No, no, no. It's like someone wrapped me in a blanket and brought me a glass of chai tea and a good book and told me, you know, just sit here for a while. Just enjoy. And no matter how hard that is for me, and it is damn hard, damn hard, I'm getting better at doing that. Letting the magic happen that I have no control over. Letting pieces come together that I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I don't have to know. But I do know that I'm going to emerge from this in a month or a year and I'll see my path again. So if you're feeling like you don't know what comes next, let it go. Surrender that thought to the universe. Surrender that thought to a higher power and know that you're exactly where you need to be right now. And when that changes, you will know. You will get a flash of inspiration. You will get a blinking, just a blinking idea of something. And maybe those little flashes of inspiration last a week or last a month. And they slowly start coming together, creating this beautiful thing that you'd never thought of before. Because that's the way the universe works. I truly believe that the universe is always ahead of us, paving a way for us, creating the next adventure, the next lesson, the next beautiful experience. We just have to stop trying to force it to happen. I hope you all can take that message. I'm trying to be much better at doing that. I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Love you all. To continue your journey toward love and connection, follow me at Life and Laughter Coaching on Instagram and Facebook.